Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're going to spend another week looking at Isaiah, Colin, because you're drawing out the fact that this this prophecy that was written several hundred years before Jesus was born has a lot to say to us today. Yes, these prophetic scriptures are very rich in a number of ways. They are a word to the people at the time that they were written and spoken. They uh, point ahead to what God is going to do in the future under the new covenant. They speak of God's people, Israel. They speak of to all those who are grafted into Israel through their faith in Christ. They contain many promises that we can take personally. And the Holy Spirit uses them today in a whole series of prophetic ways to speak uh, God's word into uh, the life of the church corporately and into the lives of individual believers. And we're going to begin uh, in Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3. Now, this is a scripture that is often used to by the Holy Spirit to encourage God's people to think big, to uh, enlarge their vision of what it is that God is going to do. So the words will be very familiar to many and will no doubt have been spoken by the Spirit in a prophetic context. I'll read from verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent, Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. So you see, that is a word to Israel at the time. It's a word to us today. It's a word perhaps to your local church. It's a word perhaps to you personally. Uh, And what does it really mean? It means that whatever God is going to do now, he is going to enlarge. He is going to spread. Now, that might be to spread influence. It might be to increase the numbers. It might mean to build up his church. It might mean that that church will have a much bigger impact upon the nation around or even upon nations. God can use all these prophetic scriptures in a whole variety of ways. The first part of the following verse is um, a, a much more general word that God will often speak to individual believers. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. It's the kind of word that God speaks to us when he's encouraging us to trust him, not to look at the circumstances, not to look at the opposition that sometimes we experience or the persecution that comes against us. Do not be afraid, the Lord says. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. In the next verse, there is uh, a message really from God that I have known him use uh, 
in a whole variety of different prophetic ways um, to people when they have just been widowed, for example, uh, to those who wish to get married and for one reason or another uh, have not or are not able to at this time. Uh, it is a word, of course, that uh, can be taken personally, but also is intended corporately. The scripture says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. So you see, really, the word is, is speaking about God being a husband to his people, initially to Israel. But then all those who are in Christ are part of the bride of Christ. And Jesus is therefore the bridegroom. And so there is that sense prophetically that this scripture will only be fully accomplished when Jesus comes again. Uh, on the other hand, you see, it can be taken personally to people in these circumstances. I've, I've known several, several occasions when somebody has been recently widowed and the Holy Spirit has spoken this word uh, to them, giving people great comfort and strength. Well, you might have lost your husband as, as far as being able to see him and live with him now is concerned, but nevertheless the Lord is with you and he will be your husband. You're really pointing out the richness of prophecy, Colin. It has so many layers. Absolutely. And it's perfectly legitimate for the Holy Spirit to use these scriptures in any way that he chooses. And uh, it's not stretching um, uh, reality to do that. It, it is amazing if you look at the New Testament at how sometimes the Holy Spirit quotes scripture from the Old Testament totally out of its context uh, because, you see, the context gives a scripture one meaning, but then uh, the scriptures contain a number of spiritual principles and truths that can be applied to a whole series of contexts, not only the one in which it was spoken. Um, in verse 8, God says, with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Uh, you know, these are wonderful, wonderful scriptures to use in your own personal prayer time. If, if you really want to draw close to God, just sit down quietly, take a verse like that, and just know that God is speaking it to you. Don't try to think of what it means, but just repeat the words several times quietly to yourself. Uh, over and over, with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. It becomes so personal, and that helps to build up your personal relationship with the Lord. In verse 10, we read, Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. You see, again, that is a word to Israel in its context. It's a word to us as his people today. It's a word that can be taken personally, a word that can be believed corporately. But you could receive that word, receive the love, the life, the power, the truth that is in that word by just sitting still quietly and repeating those words. My unfailing love for you will not be shaken. 
Uh, I mean, it's wonderful. You can add the last part to that. My unfailing love for you will not be shaken, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Let me tell you is that, that praying like that has had a profound influence on my life and has helped to build up a really close relationship with the Lord and for me to be able to hear his voice. You hear his voice in Scripture, and you will soon learn to hear his voice by the Spirit. This is really words spoken to Jerusalem and Israel when they were in dire straits. And you're really suggesting that when your back's against the wall, that these promises can come true for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. Just remember that Jesus makes it clear that because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, he will first of all take us to the Word of God. The most profound prophecies that um, the Holy Spirit brings are in Scripture. He takes us back to Scripture. He makes particular words of Scripture, sometimes from the Old Testament, sometimes from the New, but he makes them come alive for us in the particular situation in which we're placed. They become the spoken word of God to us at that time. And of course, because it is the word of God, we know that these are words of truth. When we receive uh, other things by inspiration, they may be right, they may not be quite right, because the scripture says our prophecy is imperfect. But when the Holy Spirit brings you scriptures, then of course they are always right. There is always truth. Um, Verse 17 of this um, uh, chapter 54 is another one that is used frequently by Christians as a word of great encouragement especially when they're in uh, situations of opposition. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So another wonderful encouragement from God. You know, faith comes from hearing, doesn't it? And when the Holy Spirit takes a word like that and speaks it to you, then it's, it's tremendous. As is the beginning of the following chapter, 55. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Of course, these words were really echoed by what Jesus said in chapter 7 of John, when on the last day of the feast, he cries out, Come to me, all you who are thirsty. And, uh, you know, then there follows a a statement uh, concerning the Holy Spirit that from deep within will flow rivers of living water. Uh, So, you know, you can hear God in this encouraging you, come to me, doesn't matter what situation you're in, come and drink from me, come and and, uh, eat of my word. Uh, And in the following verse we read, listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me, hear me that your soul may live. And, And how do we how do we eat and partake of the richest of fare? Well, we feed on the Word of God. We hear the Word of God. We receive the Word of God. We let God speak those words into our hearts in a very personal way. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 